0: It is our last show before Thanksgiving break, and Uh Coldplay is already giving us extra helpings with a double album.
1: Oh, yeah. Plus, we've got new music from Party Next Door and Drake. New albums from Back and Jason Aldean. And we're gonna share some watermelon sugar with your Ooh, guy, yes. Harry Styles. So sweet. All that and more coming your way right now because today is New Music Friday, and Billboard is here to break down this week's biggest releases. I'm Chelsea Briggs. And I'm Fernando Ventura. Welcome to Billboard's first stream live. <sighs>
0: We are kicking off this week with Everyday Life, Coldplay's brand new double album. Not one. Nope. But two. Two. It arrived this week. Two, <laughs> two, 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 two. It's also the name of the song that we just heard. The album is divided into two halves. Uh-huh. Sunrise. Oh, I bet you can guess the second one. I
1: bet it's Sunset. <laughs> Ding. You get a prize. And band
0: member Will Champion spoke about the double album decision with Zane Lowe on Apple Music's Beats 1.
1: Let's hear it. It's to do with uh, collections of songs that kind of go well together and two little suites, as it were. It's two two short albums <laughs> put together as one. Right. It's just a, a way of trying to frame something in a way that maybe makes people feel like investing a bit more time in it and commanding people's attention for any great period of time is, is tricky. So it is kind of unusual for people to sit down and listen to a whole album. And that's how a lot of people that we love used to make records and it's how we grew up listening to records and in its conception the album's about trying to just paint some pictures this is what we have experienced some people are living with in their daily lives and not many of them are as lucky as we are you know it's just trying to give people the opportunity to pause for thought All right, let's talk some more Coldplay now, Fernando, with our good friend, Billboard's own Jason Lipshutz. Hello, Jason.
2: What's up, man? Hey,
0: so first, let's listen to a quick clip from a recent interview with Coldplay frontman Chris Martin. Here he is talking to Kevin Kenny for Radio.com. After we did the Super Bowl, we took so much and then we went on the biggest tour we'd ever been on so it made me realize okay some people really like what we do and some people really don't and we love them equally some fear left me at that point of like well just be the best thing you can possibly be and don't worry about what anyone thinks because you cannot please everybody I think Mm. the decision we made was just to be totally raw So it seems like that energy got channeled into making the record. Can you talk about where the guys are in their career leading into this big release, and can you feel that rawness on the double album?
2: Yeah, what's interesting about Coldplay is it's easy to think of them as this kind of big stadium rock group that churns out really catchy singles that are designed for big areas and big audiences, but Coldplay over the course of their career has not been afraid to mix things up and get a little bit strange, and we've seen that with these uh, pre-release songs on Everyday Life, and you hear it with the whole album. They have a tendency once they go maximalist, and they really did that with their last album, with songs like "Adventure of a Lifetime," "Him for the Weekend." They had their hit Chainsmokers collaboration, "Something Just Like This." It's not that surprising that they got a little bit weirder because they like to oscillate between doing something for the masses and doing something for themselves. Uh, before their last album, they had ghost stories, which was much more introspected and much more muted. So if you just look at the trajectory, it's not that surprising that this was going to be a little bit more raw, and honestly, I love it. I I love when Chris Martin and the guys get a little bit off kilter because they come up with some fantastic ideas, and it offers a good balance between the huge stadium-friendly singles and the more personal moments like these songs on this album.
0: I agree, and you know, it it is interesting. I did see them on SNL uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I thought that performance, too, was complete. That was not what I was expecting. It's kind of fun to see where they're going. But back, you know, to the album, it is a double album, so there's a lot to listen for here. What do you think the standout tracks are
2: here for you? I really like the title track Everyday Life. I really like Champion of the World. The pre-release singles, I've still been playing a ton of them. I've heard them a little bit on alternative radio. Uh, they seem to be picking up. And again, it's one of those projects that you really need to dive into. And I don't want to give a super snap judgment just because it is a double album. It's it's pretty lengthy. And there's a lot of hidden gems in there. But the ones that they've released have been stuck on my rotation for sure.
1: Absolutely. And let's hear another one of those pre-release songs right now. Here's Daddy, which dropped earlier this week.
2: you it ain't to me what's news to you to you
1: ain't to me so here's the news fernando
0: give it to me chelsea
1: earlier this week party next door teased fans on instagram with a picture of himself and the caption friday of course everyone went crazy and sure enough on friday we got a new song and it's called the news
0: mystery solved but you know what the news gets even bigger Because we have a second release. Nice. A team up with Party Next Door's loyal collaborator and OVO Sound Boss. Oh, you may have heard of him before. Yeah. Drake. Ah, sure have. Fittingly enough, this song's called Loyal. Let's take a listen to it. You're my best
1: friend. Because true, when we can party again, you will see you. You're my best friend.
0: Harry Styles performing Lights Up on Saturday Night Live last weekend. Chelsea, I think you're still watching the legendary shirtless music video for Lights Up.
1: Okay, I fully fully confirm that, but that's actually not the only song the host slash music guest performed on the show. He also debuted the track he's been teasing us with. Yes, you know Mm. what it is. Mm. Watermelon Sugar. Only Mm. he can get away with naming a song that. And this week, Harry hit us with some info for his sophomore studio album, Fine Line, which by the way, arrives really, really, really soon. December 13th. On Tuesday, he shared the entire 12 song track list for the album. I'm so excited. Lights Up and Watermelon Sugar are, of course, both there. And some other titles we have to look forward to are Adore You, which we do, Harry. Got it. And To Be So Lonely, which, let's be honest, that's how I felt waiting for this new music.
0: All right, Chelsea, I think we get it.
1: I don't think you do. You know what, Fernando? (laughs) Treat people with (laughs) kindness, okay? Because that's actually another track from his album.
0: Oh, I see what you did there.
1: Capital FM actually spoke to Harry recently about the lead single, Lights Up, and the important thing to realize here is, you know what, Harry agrees with his fans. The music video, it is like totally hot. You
0: know, freedom and self-discovery—I guess—is a couple of things that I'd kind of thought about, and I guess kind of wrestled with a little bit of the last couple of years. And then the song's kind of about me just accepting those things.
2: Talking about self-reflection, there's lots of actual reflection in it because there's a lot of oil on your body. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of clothes. our um, producers have watched the video a
1: lot. I think it was just hot. <laughs> but you know, I mean like heat hot, not like, yeah. hot, so it's hot. like Paris Hilton, that's how I think it's just so hot. Um.
2: Cut up in these never battle lines. Everything has changed and it feels right. That is
0: uneventful days, which means we're traveling now mm-hmm. to Beck's Hyperspace. Yes, we hit that button right there on the console. Oops. Yes. His 14th full-length album. <laughs> He got so excited. Just, uh... It's his 14th, 14th full-length album. Holy moly. Which finally dropped this week. The That's project is co-produced by Pharrell, and two of the standout tracks include ethereal backing vocals from some pretty interesting collaborators. We are listening right now to Sky Ferreira on Die Waiting. I don't care what I have to do. because this is definitely the week for a Coldplay tie-in. Here is Chris Martin himself joining Beck for stratosphere. To
2: go from here. stratosphere. Beck
0: sat down with BBC Radio 2's Joe Wiley this week to talk about writing the new album, and here's what he had to say. I was working with Pharrell for most of the record, so we would be in the studio and just kind of coming up with things on the spot, and, and I would go off and write things. And Where do you write, and how do you write? I, pretty much in the studio, because anywhere else I'm going to be distracted. But you know what was interesting about this record? It really had a momentum. I, I came right back from a long tour for, for the Colours album. Almost no break, just the next day was in the studio working on this, and uh, the, the songs were all coming quickly. And so it just went with it, yeah. and you know, by the beginning of this year, we have the record.
1: We back, we back, we back in the saddle, back on stage, making the whole place rattle. Yep, that's it. We back, which means Jason Aldean's back with his ninth studio album, appropriately titled Nine. Now, the project which arrived this week follows 2018's Rearview Town. Jason spoke recently to Billboard's Annie Reuter and told her he was in the studio recording 9 when he got a call from Florida Georgia Line's Tyler Hubbard. Now, Tyler asked if he was missing anything from the project, and Jason said he needed some up-tempo songs to fit into his live show, and that was a snap, but didn't really work. Just like that, (laughs) the anthemic We Back was totally born.
0: Now, there's more to the album than arena-ready anthems. Here's a different taste of the new project, bringing Jason's emotive vocals together Mm with soaring pedal steel on I Don't Drink Anymore. So I don't drink anymore
2: Yet you can be
0: The new album is just the latest moment for Jason Aldean, who scored the ACM Dick Clark Artist of the Decade Award back in April. Oh, yeah. I know. Congrats to him. Billboard spoke to Jason about his reaction to the honor, and here's what he had to say.
2: I was kind of blown away. I mean, you know, obviously I look back on the last 10 years and we've had a great run, uh, but, you know, there's a lot of artists in country music that have had a great run over the last 10 years. And, um, you know, so to be the one that everybody voted for that, uh, thought should have that. I mean, that that means a lot to me, and uh, and and to get it presented to me by m- my hero George Strait. I mean, that's you know, I don't I don't know if you can draw it up any better than that. Next
0: up, Summer Walker teaming up with Chris Brown for a new song called "Something Real." Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. Something Real was produced by London on the track, who also executive produced Summer's first studio album, Over It. The set arrived in October, debuted at number two on the Billboard 200, and earned the biggest streaming week ever for an R&B album by a woman. Summer stopped by Billboard recently, told us why she chose the title, Over It, and shared a little bit about her writing process.
1: I chose the album title, Over It, because that is the perfect way to describe how I feel about life right now. I think people should listen to my music because it is real and it talks about real situations and you're probably going through what I'm talking about. So maybe it'll help you get through it a little bit. My personal making music process is a very lonely one. I appreciate my solitude and don't like people around me when I'm singing my stuff. All right, next up, so what do a box of magic cereal, the creepy twins from The Shining, and a middle-aged man in a banana hammock shaking it in front of an American flag have in common, Fernando? It's easy.
0: Um, Saturday night at my house.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God, I hope not. (laughs) Well, the answer is they're all in the new Kesha video. Oh, Um, oh, of course, of course. So this week, the singer gave us the latest peek at her upcoming High Road album due out January 10th. The song is called My Own Dance, and before you race out to see that video, which you really, really, really should, let's listen to a little of the track right now. Hey, I don't do that dance, I only do
2: not be so
1: sad what's a girl, to do? What's a girl to do my own dance follows the album's first single the pop bomb raising hell featuring big Frida. the dynamic duo will perform that track on sunday night's november 24th american music awards very excited about that oh yeah can't wait <laughs>
0: Big Frida also dropped a new song this week, the catchy dance track, Louder, in collaboration with Swedish duo Akana Pop. The single merges a sample of the classic Snap song, The Power, with original empowering lyrics like this.
1: Every time I walk up in the-
0: Big Frida was actually part of Billboard's Pride Summit Roundtable recently where she discussed the challenges of being in the music industry as an LGBTQ plus artist. Here's Frida.
1: When I was doing my TV show, I'm dealing with all this demographic from young to maybe 60. and all of these people are learning about me and what I do and, yeah. you know, a gay artist. So mm-hmm. I was educating the masses as well. Yeah. And it's just like, all you can do is go out there and be you and be the best you and let the story tell itself. Because a lot of times I can't, I don't have time to sit back and write the story. I got to keep on moving because I'm steady working and trying yeah. to make moves and, and steady break barriers and knock down doors for other people and give other people opportunities. I get. A lot of DMs all the time, Oh, you know, kids who don't know how to come out to their parents, yeah. parents who don't know how to deal with their kids who are gay, all kinds of stuff. And it's just like, I try to give the best advice I can give and that's all I can do, Yeah, you know? All right, next up, we've got a new song from Maggie Rogers, which makes my heart so freaking happy. I am a massive fan. So the song is called Love You For A Long Time and here it is. Maggie released her album, Heard It in a Past Life, in January. I actually talked to her about that album last year at Billboard's Women in Music, and she told me the key message she wanted fans to take away from it. My album is about saying yes. Awesome. It's an album about change and transition, as there's been so much change in my life. By the end of the day, it's saying, here I am. I'm doing this in my way and in my time, and I'm, I'm ready. And honestly, Fernando, I can't even talk about Maggie Rogers without hearing my favorite song, Light On, which, every time I hear it, it takes me right back to Coachella, standing in those magical polo fields.
0: Oh, I see you right there with your flower crown on.
1: (laughs) That's true. That song, interestingly enough, is about how she struggled with fame in the beginning of her career, which... To be honest, I hope she's gotten a little more used to now because this week she was actually nominated for Best New Artist at the 2020 Grammys. I'm so excited for her. Congrats, Maggie. Keep reaching!
0: Finally. Oh, yeah. Our first stream live producer Jason hasn't even stopped playing Himes last <laughs> single Now it's I'm true. in it on repeat. <laughs> See, there it is right now. He can't help himself. Uh-huh. But the group is back already this week with their next release, Hallelujah. This is their third song this year including Summer Girl to be accompanied with a video helmed by film director Paul Thomas Anderson and hallelujah continues to cover serious topics not unlike the theme of depression in now i'm in it for their latest single the sisters share very personal lyrics Esti heim sings about her struggles with type 1 diabetes alana opens up about her best friend who passed away years ago and here's danielle opening hallelujah by sharing her affection with her sisters and how they lean on each other
2: i met two angels but they were in disguise Took one look to realize Tell them anything and they will sympathize These arms hold me tight
0: Celebrating the people you love, as we heard right there, is the key to the track. According to the sisters, here's Alana talking with Zane Lowe on Apple Music's Beats 1 all about
1: that it really dives into a lot of things that have been really hard in all of our lives. But I think it's, I don't want people to listen to it and think that it's a sad song because it really is celebrating the people that you love and life is just a roller coaster anyways. So it's really the people that are around you when you're happy and sad and when you're going through it and when you're not going through it and you just need those people around you all the time and just thanking those people. And before we wrap up, I just have to share one more quick moment from this interview. So I'm apparently played Hallelujah for Justin Timberlake before it was released. And oh my gosh, (laughs) that got them talking about the first time Danielle met Justin.
2: He ended up passing me by and turned around and was like, oh my gosh, I just listened to your album. And I was like, so (laughs) floored because we honestly listened to... Future sex love sounds. Yeah, she so it right. much. I'm getting it right because this has something to do with the story. So much while listening to while making the record, and I was so flustered. I was like, "Oh my gosh, you! I'm thank you so much. Like, you don't understand. We listened to your record so much while making our record. He's like, really? He was like, I was like, yeah, blood sugar, sex, <laughs> magic. <laughs> our... <laughs> and I was, and then as it was coming out, and I was like, oh my god, I'm. Getting... And then he looks at me like with this confused face. He's like. Thank you, but I'm not the Red Hot Chili
1: (laughs) Peppers. Well, we are going to have to wrap up the show immediately. Like right now, I got to go because my head is exploding in secondhand embarrassment. Aw,
0: poor Danielle. Now, in her defense, who among us hasn't confused JT with the chili peppers? No
1: one has ever done that, like ever. But it does (laughs) prove that we all need support systems, and that's what you are to me, Fernando. You're a shoulder to cry on. You laugh at my dumb jokes. But I won't see you for two whole weeks because we actually don't have a show next Friday.
0: I know, because I'll be doing nothing but eating turkey and catching Mm. up on all the music we've gotten recently. Uh We will see all of you right here on December the 6th for our next episode.
1: Join us then on Billboard.com for your insider's guide to all the best new music. In the meantime, happy Thanksgiving. I'm Chelsea Briggs. And I'm Fernando Ventura. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll
0: see you in two weeks for First Stream Live.